Hello, my name is Timothy Froud. I'm President and Chief Executive Officer of Sockman Minerals Corp., a Canadian-based junior explorer focused on gold and critical minerals in the province of Newfoundland, Eastern Canada. Our flagship property is a gold project, 100% owned, uh, Moosehead project uh, targeting high-grade Fosterville-type gold mineralization in orogenic uh, quartz vein-type systems. And followed closely by our, I guess, our new partner, <laughs> uh, Benton, with uh, a JV featuring um, critical minerals, including lithium, and more recently, uh, some pretty exciting uh, cesium values. And uh, drilling ongoing on both of those projects as we speak. We expect to be wrapping up things around the 15th of uh, December, give our employees and contractors time to go Christmas shopping for their wives and children, which is very important, and uh, also a chance to catch our breath and, uh, and, uh, and do a year-end wrap-up. <laughs> Man, I have not bought my wife a present for Christmas. You've reminded me. I'll, 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 I'll get onto it straight after this. Right. <laughs> we, we saw you in September. Uh, Marcus, I've kind of liked what you've been doing, and you've been banging out a few more um, press releases as well. Look, obviously, I want to talk about Moosehead, but not yet. I want to talk about uh, Golden Hope. I want to talk about lithium, critical minerals. Um, Canada's going nuts for lithium projects at the moment. What's happening up there? Well, we, it's kind of a rebirth, I guess. Um, a lot of these projects saw life in the 50s and 60s when, I guess, the initial you know, interest in, in lithium first started. And, and again, briefly, I guess, in the early 2000s. In fact, I was even involved with that quickly. We had a couple of projects in northern Ontario that... If we had today, we might be a little different market cap, but uh, at the time it was just, I think it was that first uh, false start, if you will, with, with lithium, uh, Matthew, and uh, unfortunately that was in the past, but, uh, you know, we've we've stumbled upon some some pretty intense looking uh, uh, mineralization at Golden Hope uh, with our joint venture partner, Benton Resources. And we recently started, in fact, last week, we had a spate of news. We had three news releases out in a week. Two of them were on the lithium and cesium discoveries at Golden Hope. Uh, we just restarted a program there, a couple thousand meters, basically to uh, further what we know to be an expanding and growing I guess, uh, target base uh, for potentially significant uh, zones of lithium at, at Golden Hope. Absolutely. Like, in fact, last time we spoke, I think ben Benton were about 12 million market cap, right? They were, they were sort of, crikey, where were they? Sort of like 8 cents, they're about 14. So they've seen a little pop there. Um, so people are excited about lithium. They're excited about lithium in Canada um, as well. Can you, obviously with the press release recently, you talk about yeah, a phase three drilling program underway. The first three holes are out. Okay, nice, you know, nice volumeing um, product there. What, what's the budget there and how much more drilling is there? I know you're going to down until shortly, but what's the total number of meters that are going to be drilled on that? Because we're shutting down basically in about two weeks, um, we're going for about 2,000 meters, uh, basically just shallow testing along strike from where we started the program basically last winter uh, in what's called the western area and um, or the main, I guess the main discovery area. Uh, we're looking at 2,000 meters, give or take, uh, Matthew, with maybe three quarters of a million dollars in, in total uh, in total expenditures. Uh, um, but, you know, with the camp is in place. Uh, this is just uh, filling in basically a few weeks of, of time that we have, uh, I guess, um, favorable, if you will, weather conditions. There's going to come a period of time, you know, during Christmas and in early January when 
it's really too kind of nasty down there to be drilling. So we want to get this this work in and get a bit of a jump start on next year, where we expect to be putting out uh, uh, contracts for hopefully twenty thousand plus meters uh, to further this project uh, in a more robust way. Time is time is ticking by, and as you mentioned in in, in our start there, lots of projects showing up in Canada. And we want to be one that's on the radar screen, not one that's still too early and not really one that anyone is paying attention to. Um, we feel with 20,000 meters worth of drilling in 2023, uh, we'll be very close to putting something, uh, a number on the board, maybe even uh, as quickly as a year's time. Well, it, I mean, the other the other kind of um, point that, that people are jumping on with regards to what's going on there is obviously the cesium component. Is that... Is it kind of a byproduct, or is it something they're actively, Ian um, Benton, are actually chasing as well? Well, if you look at the <clears throat> at the general geological model for lithium, cesium, tantalum dikes, they're called the LCT type, and it's because those three commodities generally hang out in this brand of, of pegmatite uh, kind of closely, um, and they are zoned. So the closer you are to your parent granite, you'll get more beryllium and then you start moving outwards and then you start seeing the lithium creep in and the furthest out the most uh, highly evolved of the dike swarms will have uh, will have the cesium in it and here we are 12 kilometers from Kraken uh, and that's about the scale that most, uh, I guess, uh, scholars, if you want to call them, or experts in, in, in these types of systems sort of deem the, <clears throat> the spectrum of how far out you need to be and where you expect to see certain commodities uh, within that spectrum. So uh, the cesium or hydra, as we now call it, which is another legendary beast, of course, with uh, kind of in line with the crack and we're kind of keeping that thing going. But uh, um <clears throat> It's about where you would expect it to be in the model. So it's not surprising, I guess, that we're finding it. Um, but these things are indeed rare. Um, Matthew, as you know, as most people who, as we all know now, I guess we're all learning about these, these metals. Uh, never thought I'd ever talk about pellucite uh, since university days, but here we go. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of fitting where it is. Um, and, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just part of the package. But cesium will not be the mainstay. Um, it will be lithium is still the main focus of, of Golden Hope. In fact, even with the cesium mineralization, if you read through the entire assay suite, we're still getting really respectable grades, uh, you know, up to a half percent, 0.4 percent Li2O with the cesium values, with enriched tantalum. Uh, but again, uh, primarily uh, Golden Hope is a lithium Target. Yeah, and I think, and just given the kind of fervor and the types of conversations which are going on with your shareholders and others with regards to um, cesium, we, you know, we've we've done um, some studies on it, maybe not for like six, seven months. But can you explain why lithium is the thing to focus on and not cesium in, in the context of the size of the cesium market? I, I know it's worth a lot, but why you are not chasing that? Well, because it's such a small market, I guess. And, um, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty uh, in particular. You know, the Canadian government has uh, now, in fact, uh, uh, forced several deals that were done between Canadian juniors and, and Chinese-based uh, uh, companies. Tear up your agreements. Uh, we're, we're, you know, we, we don't want this product leaving the country. And um, but uh, again, it's it, it is a small market, and clearly, you know, the lithium market is the big is the big whopper here. If you want to use a, a term, actually, it's the name of a project in Northern Ontario. Uh, but 
yeah, clear, clearly it's the lithium, uh, the bigger market, much bigger market. But you know what? Um, I kind of like the fact that cesium is on the critical minerals list as well. And, you know, the U.S. is obviously a large consumer of, uh, of these products. They always will be. Um, we don't need the Chinese, I don't think, to, uh, to have a market uh, down the road. But be mindful that, of course, that it is a small market and that it won't be the focus of our exploration. But uh, it, it would be a very nice value added uh, sort of thing. If it, can, if it can pay for all the nuts and bolts of an operation down the road, uh, it's worth chasing for sure. Right. OK. OK. Um it's early days, so you know strategies change, and 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 you are agile and you react. But it just want to stick with your um, JV partner, fifty fifty JV partner, Banten Resources. Obviously, they're still only a twenty million dollar company. Uh, obviously, still money is tight out there. Going for lithium versus gold, I think you're going to get a bit bit more of a listening to. Um, so. E, do you, have you any idea of what their intent is next year? Given your 50-50 with them with regards to raising capital and, and the focus for them, because there's also Grey River and um, Kevin Keck uh, in the background as well, isn't there? Yeah, well, um, <clears throat> I think it will be a very important project for them. Um, clearly, you know, and I want Sockham and, sorry? The Golden Hope specifically is very important for them. Yes, exactly, and you know, right, okay. uh, we're, we're you know we're we're Steve and I talk pretty much on a daily basis. Steve Stairs and I talk on a daily basis about moving this thing forward, and and really, uh, you know, the the topic of twenty thousand meters, uh, you know, is is a number that we've sort of agreed on as what's required basically to get this project uh, to to the next level, and I, and I think it will be. Uh, their flagship property, although I can't speak for for the company itself, but I mean they have a lot of other projects. They're you know they're kind of the uh, project generator type of uh, of company. Um, slightly different focus than us. Um, you know we're more of a discovery type of thing. They're more of a find them and and farm them out sort of thing, kind of like an Altius Minerals sort of uh, story, which is a very successful story by the way. Um, but I think given the nature of the market for lithium and and byproduct metals, other critical minerals. I think uh, this is one that, and I, again, I'm, uh, I'm a director of, of Benton, but you know, certainly I'm not, I'm not senior management. But uh, uh, I, I do think, and I hope that uh, you know, Golden Hope will be a very important project for them moving forward. We like the relationship we have with them, uh, and um, you know, we've been you know working great together. I think we connect together, and. Uh, I think for them, uh, Golden Hope will be a very important project moving forward. So, what, what happens in a, a situation like that where you're fifty? You're, you're kind of you like to make discoveries and they're project generators, and it's a bit as a fifty-fifty JV. If they do want to spin that out, flip that out, what does that mean for your portion? And what, what say do you have with regards to how they treat that? Well, I think I think we're both. Uh, and in fact, we have talked about it uh, to some degree uh, in snippets here and there. We haven't announced anything anything formal. I think the cesium discovery kind of changed maybe the timeline for spinning this thing out because it's still a very large project, Matthew, and we've really only explored perhaps 25% of it. Uh, and so I think, I think my initial uh, ideas were, okay, I don't want to confuse our shareholders and thinking we're an ambulance chaser and this sort of thing, and we need to focus, and we still are a goal-focused company. And maybe my comments to some people earlier about oh, we're going to spin this out, you know, in the next six months or eight months may have been me just trying to, I guess, appease some people's fears that we're not going to remain a goal company. Um, but um, 
I think as we move this this thing forward, I think more value will be added. So I think waiting a little longer, spending another couple million dollars will bring in um, many times the perceived value, at least the value as it certainly is right now, uh, to our shareholders. And that instead of spinning out a company, I'm just throwing out numbers. Uh, for example, a, a, a property worth $20 million, it, we could in, in six or eight months have a property that's worth $100 million. So I think it's worth it to our shareholders to hang on and do this couple million dollars worth of work uh, next year. And um, let's just flesh this thing out. Yeah, look, I, I, there's nothing wrong with um, waiting to see how the market plays out because obviously lithium's getting a bigger hearing than gold at the moment. I think I'm not sure gold's going to get it. Well, it certainly hasn't had its fair, fair share of, of, of listening in 2022. Um, we have, as I mentioned earlier, sort of seen a few new Canadian lithium stories, and they have got all sorts of ideas about how they fund this. And you know, and I think a, a little bit of you early in the year talking about spinning stuff out was a question of say, how do I manage my balance sheet and not dilute shareholders, and that, you know that that's a, you know certainly an option that was available to you in terms of spin out. But um, something I just being thrown on the table now with lithium producers, like, well, I tell you what, it's shallow. So we think we can dig some of this. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping this simple. We, we can dig some of this out and have some of the ore processed at a locally and then take some revenue from that to advance our exploration component. So there's lots of ways to, to, to come at this. But are you very clear in your head about as far as you go? You talk about the option of maybe hanging on to it a little bit longer, but... You, you're very clear in, the, in your head at the moment about we are a discovery company and then that's how we monetize. You're not looking to try and drive any revenue through you know, processing or through a, a local processing mill. No, that's one thing we're not is a mining company per se. Uh, we're, we're an exploration company and we're just going to do our job as best we can, basically explore the projects to the best of our ability and capabilities and financial means. And, and let's see what happens. I mean, uh, uh, can, can we be taken over if we, you know, suddenly halfway through our program in 2023, you know, it's, it's becoming obvious that, that we've got something that, that's quite considerable. Another thing is, too, I mean, uh, you know, lithium is an industrial mineral and it's not something that like a gold deposit where you can fly your product out in a, in a helicopter and, or, or have a Brinks truck come up to the back door. These are basically earth moving operations. And um, I think our advantage, uh, we're, we're, we're cracking sits, we're 30 kilometers from the biggest highway in the world, the North Atlantic Ocean. You put, you put that stuff in a boat, whatever it is, whoever develops it, not, not us, but I think people look at all aspects of a project. And I think one of the things that clearly Kraken has, even though it is very early, yes, clearly, you know, forward-looking statement. Uh, but um, people do look at infrastructure in terms of, is this a project that they even want to be interested in? Like if you're a major in this business, I mean, are you going to look at a project that needs a, a 500 kilometer railway or road built or a 30 kilometer, you know, side rail to uh, to a deep water port that's just waiting for, for business. So that sort of thing. No, we're not miners. Uh, whatever happens, happens. Uh, if we form a partnership along the way, it would have to be obviously for the benefit of both companies, shareholders. And um, yeah, well, uh, well, the future is, is, is out there. But I really do believe that, you know, Golden Hope is, is a quality 
project that a lot of people will be looking at in the in the months to come okay and and just just finish off on that one so gray river and um kevin kak not so much attention next year but not nothing either there will be some i think kevin keck will probably get because kevin keck kind of got orphaned a little bit i'll I'll, yeah. I'll i'll admit that we we haven't been as i guess uh robust with our exploration activities uh uh, and that's the advantage of, of these projects, you know, where a lot of it was done through staking. So there's not a lot of costs that are just hitting us in the face, you know, option payments or things like that. They're, they're very cheap to hold on to. And uh, and the tenure of land here in Newfoundland is that project at this stage are very easily managed in terms of their upfront costs. So, um, you know, fleur de lis, you know, that's another 100 percent ours. Uh, but if we're just sticking to the joint venture stuff with Benton, yeah, I, I think clearly Golden Hope is, is the flagship of, of our three joint venture projects. Uh, uh, Gray River, we've drilled. Um, uh, we're about to put out some, uh, I guess, uh, a final statement uh, on our work this year on that one. Uh, Kepikek, like I said, just never got the attention. Um, I, I still like the project. It, it's sitting on one of the big structures in Newfoundland and uh, on trend from you know, uh, Canstar's Golden Bay project where they've been putting out some good numbers. Uh, and again, you know, uh, undervalued company as well. One of Sprott's biggest holdings. And um, I uh, I like where the project is. We just haven't gotten around to giving it that, that you know, extra effort yet. And uh, 2023 will, well, will have to be the year for that because if not, we might have to give the project back if we don't advance it quick enough for the owners. But uh, um that's you know that's in our hands. That's we can control that. Um, let, let, let's kind of move on from um, Benton uh, Resources or two two projects which you have um, option to uh, Trans Canada Gold and also Cantera Minerals, which is Crippleback Lake and East Alder. And I'm going to move towards the money conversation in a minute. But uh, let's talk about what they're doing or your expectations, what they're going to be doing with those options uh, in 2023. Well, actually, uh, 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 an update on, on uh, Crippleback. Um, we've been given the project back. Uh, TransCanada have decided to focus on their Ontario assets, uh, which are a little more advanced in terms of the level the project is at. Uh, so we now have that one back. We're going to be basically dusting that one off and shopping it around uh, most likely in, in Vancouver uh, at, the, uh, at the show in, in Vancouver in January. Um, it's a great project, great location. It's sitting on a, on that key structure, the Valentine Lake Shear Zone, which our Moosehead project sits on. It's kind of in the middle of those two, uh, as, as does the, uh, the other one you mentioned, East Alder under, under Cantera's, uh, uh, um, leadership right now. Um, because it's a small block, uh, it's critical. It's kind of like, how do I describe it? It's kind of like an annoying little fly that's sitting on the wall that you, you're looking at it all the time. It's it's not huge, but it's but it's there, and it could be a problem for you down the road if you find something next door. And and we it is it's very close to some of their key mineralized zones. Uh, I don't think that it's obviously something they're gonna wanna spend a lot of money on at right now. I think uh, they're advancing it quickly enough for my liking. Uh, I think they're probably at the stage where there's drill targets defined. Uh, I think they're focusing now more on their on their base metal project in in central the Lamarchon project I believe it is uh, it's a it's a VMS type thing uh, great potential there as well um, but uh, again it's a small block of ground and it wasn't doing us any good uh, if they make another share payment uh, in the spring I'll be happy to see that and uh, you know hopefully wish them success and 
you know how that story goes. So um, that's it for those two. Um, that leaves then our Moosehead, of course, and Fleur de Lis. And, and Fleur de Lis. Yeah. So where do you want to start? Well, let's start with Fleur de Lis because I think uh, we'll end it with with uh, with with Moosehead because Moosehead is is a very exciting story right now, and let's let's leave maybe the best for last. Okay. So Fleur de Lis. Have you got any results from there? Yeah, we're about. I'm working on a press release now. Hopefully, to get it out in the next week or ten days or so. Uh, <laughs> last week was a very busy week getting all the other stuff out of the way. But uh, yeah, we've now received all till results back. Uh, we're now down to focusing in on targeting specific areas for follow-up in 2023. Uh, we don't have a budget for it uh, for the remainder of this year. We basically spent the half million that we said we were going to spend and um, met all of our goals, basically. And that was a completing uh, phase one and some follow-up uh, on the tills. We've done some prospecting. We have located gold in bedrock now, which previously wasn't identified. Uh, I think we're going to have some pretty fine drill targets. Um, now, how do I fit that into the big uh, the big picture with all of our other budgets? Uh, I'll, I'll have to think about that over Christmas. But uh, um, uh, I think the best, obviously, is yet to come for, for Fleur de Lis. Uh, clearly, the target is, is very desirable, the 6 million ounce uh, gold deposit in Northern Ireland sitting in geologically equivalent rocks. Um, now they're having some local issues over there, which really does no bearing on, on potential or anything for, for, for our property. It's uh, it's a local issue. It's not in my backyard sort of thing, but anyway. Um, but no, Northern Ireland is very well known for having local issues. That's <laughs> weird. Where, where I was brought up. Um, don't worry about that. And I'm not talking about mining. Um, right, okay. So um, Fleur de Lis has got something um, about it. But just, again, before we kind of talk about Moosehead, you've told us what you are. You make discoveries, you move things on. It's what you do, right? In, in the same way that Benton are, are, are you know, project find, finders. How do you how do you manage this portfolio? Because Cripple Lake obviously hasn't kind of worked out. You've you, you've got that back. East Dollar, you hope that kind of get, get, gets motoring here. And you've been doing all of this in a very difficult marketplace. I'm not sure if you took advantage of getting any flow through money, whether you needed to or not. But how do you, how do you finance next year? How do you finance all the drilling that you're going to need to do? And uh, and so you can get to the point where you can make some decisions about which projects have value today and which projects you will hold on to for a little bit longer. I'm just intrigued that that thinking um, for, for a company which, which has your business model. Well, I think that was, uh, you know, obviously one of the benefits of having a, a, a partnership with Benton is that it's, uh, it's share the risk, share the reward, and as well share half the costs. So for for 50 cent dollars basically uh you know we're advancing now what is arguably you know uh, one of uh newfoundland certainly and i wouldn't dare get as bold as to say canada's uh new exploration projects but uh, um yeah so we we manage costs in that sense um fleur de lis um is one of those uh, uh properties i think um <laughs> that down the road could be a spin out sort of thing. So we, we kind of look after that in, in that sort of fashion that we, we, we build up enough critical mass, I think, in, 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 in the potential and the data that we have to farm it out as a, uh, not farm it out, but, but spin it out as, as a separate entity. Um, 
again, um, you know, that would sort of take the burden of financing off of Sockman directly and put it into, you know, a tighter, you know, a tighter ship, uh, a clean slate, if you will, and, and move forward from there. Clearly, clearly Moosehead is our flagship property and, and will be the, you know, the, the, the meat and bones, uh, the framework for, for Sockman uh, moving forward. Um, and obviously we've got what, uh, about 10 or $12 million in warrants sitting out there at about 40 cents, which are within reach. Uh, I think some some good exploration successes at Moosehead, uh, which hopefully are not that far down the road. Uh, we've got a very exciting situation going on there now, which I'll get into, uh, as well as you know uh, further uh, you know I guess market I guess reward from our efforts at uh, at Golden Hope, uh, you know to get the stock price up and and see that 10 million in or 10 or 12 million of warrants come through, as well as looking at. We are looking at doing some flow through uh, funds uh, right now. We are looking at you know, a raise in the three to five million dollar sort of range because our current treasury, which sits at about four and a half million are 100 percent hard dollar. So if we're just going to burn dollars in drill bits, uh, you know, you, it's, it's plus you get a premium you know, for those flow through shares. So um, I've always kind of <clears throat> made it a personal sort of uh, goal to every financing you do it a little higher. but Sometimes the markets just just aren't aren't there with you to to you know keep that streak sort of going. So uh, what this financing is at, if it's close to what their last one was, which I think was about forty cents, I'd, I'd be I'd be very happy with that. But clearly, you know, uh, the markets are are the reality of today, and it may be it is what it is. It is what it is, and and it is what you do with it next year that that we want to hear. Okay, so you know you can spend money to make money. Um, and that, that's what that's what we're interested in. Um, should we let's talk about Moosehead? Let's talk about Moosehead, okay? Because flagship for sure, um, but people have been very very excited about it. Um, what, what's going on there? Well, uh, <clears throat> not that long ago, in, in September, I believe it was, we announced a, a very exciting drill hole. Um, not just in terms of, of of grade or thickness, but but where it is and what it could represent in terms of a new sort of style of or, or structural um, what's the word I'm looking for domain I guess I guess within within Moosehead you know most gold mines in the world have their average grade and then they've got their little jewelry boxes here and they are sort of saying that when grades are low and the market and the price of gold is down they can go in and you know let's let's muck away at this face for a few days and you know get a few tons of high grade and get the grade up a little bit just to make the balance sheet look a little better. Hole 463 uh, returned our thickest intersection. Um, uh, I think it was 39.6 meters of about 12 and a half grams, within which there was a higher grade section of 10 meters of uh, of about 42 grams. Uh, we typically don't see mineralized structures in Moosehead that are 39 meters thick. So there's something going on there. So either we're looking at a fold or either two structures coming together. So um, we were very relieved that once the Canadian government uh, relaxed the restrictions for, for travelers coming to Canada with COVID and stuff, that we were able to get Dr. Dave Collar back uh, after a three year absence. Uh, he yeah, was- I remember this conversation last time. We, t- we talked about these two, two zones coming, coming together. Is he from Ireland? Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So he came over. Yep. Yeah, and basically, he was our—he was the guy who we had uh, 
after phase one, we, we had him over because he had some familiarity with the project through Altius, the, 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 you know, the, the owner of the project. Um, and we knew we were in a structurally complex setting. So uh, let, let's get a, let's get a, a structural expert over here. And um, basically, some of the models that he, including predictive models, not just looking at what we, we know, but looking at what we could have, uh, it, it, it was stunning to see two years later, models that he had drafted up with various scenarios of how this is folded over and, you know, the shearing and how this locks into here, that we were hitting mineralization where he and of the type that he predicted. So we were very glad to get him back over to at the same time, of course, that 463 came out of the ground. So we had, he had a good look at that and he was over for a week and, um, yeah, basically left with us with some very good positive uh, feelings about what it means. Um, the zone um, is something new. Uh, it represents a different structural style. In fact, the hole that's currently on its way as we speak, uh, we're now just past 200 meters down the hole. We're expecting the target somewhere between 350 and 375. So about two days more <laughs> further out, um, we'll be right around that area testing it from the direction that it needs to be tested from, which is the old way we were drilling, which is down the dip sort of of the main eastern trend. Say the eastern trend is coming through like this. You see my hand like that. This new zone is coming through like that. So it's and all of our drilling for the last two years have been coming at this zone in this direction, the way you're supposed to be drilling it, right? You're supposed to be drilling things through the zone, not along it or down dip or whatever. But because this zone is like this here, uh, we need it now to come back and start re-drilling it from the old way. So um, we are expecting to see some <clears throat> snippets of the eastern trend because that's where the hole had to be collared from. We do expect to see some snippets of uh, of that style of mineralization, and um, but you know the real prize, as far as I guess uh, our, our, our anxiously awaiting shareholders, uh, is where is and how big, how significant was hole 463? Is it a zone? Is it just a one-off? Just a little blowout? Um, we will know a lot more in a couple of days, uh, unless of course. The hole deviates off and, and goes off and, and misses because we're not talking large areas here. I mean, we're only talking areas that are 50 to 75 meters in, in strike length, which, by the way, is you know kind of the, the, the same strike length of the Swan Zone at Fosterville. It was the down plunge thing, and that's what's wide open at Moosehead right now is the down plunge. There's no drilling down there below this. So... So, so what? So what? So, so we should probably have a slightly more technical conversation separately. But what? Um, what, what sort of depths are we talking about? In terms of how, how long will these drill? Drill? Um, how how deep will they be drilling? I should say. Well, we're looking at hitting the top of this zone, Matthew, at about three fifty to three seventy five meters down the hole. Mm -hmm. And again, below that, we don't know, but. We we need to find out how the how this thing is sitting in these shallower parts before we really start stabbing at something that we're not quite sure where it is in at deeper levels. So we need to basically again build outwards from 463 until we get more of a handle on. And if indeed 
you know, how this zone is sitting because it can still have different orientations. We know it's dipping kind of this way, but is it plunging this way or is it plunging that way, uh, which is still in the same plane? You can still miss this thing. Um, and it may take a couple of holes. And I want to prepare people for that, that this first right. hole. Right. So it, 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 yeah, because it's, 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 it's at reasonable depth. And it's, like, so it's kind of shorter intervals, but you, you've got a good sense of roughly where you want to be. But um, just on, on cost, because you're raising a bit of, bit of flow through money, you take advantage of, of the time of year to do that. You've got, um, you've got a treasury of, say, say, four, four and a half million at the moment. So money-wise for next year... Well, I guess you've got some options of the speed at which you drill, but give me a sense so I can do some go away and do some napkin, you know, numbers on the back of a napkin, which is the the drilling cost per meter is what where you are. Well, it's certainly gone up. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, to, yeah. Thanks to we the price. That. Everyone's saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm looking at tacking on probably thirty to thirty-five percent on top of what we were using for an all-in sort of number for for Moosehead, which. Now probably puts Moosehead at, you know, two hundred dollars a meter, you know, all in, you know, and that's, you know, we including assays. Uh, maybe it depends. It depends. Our assay costs are highly variable, um, and and what I when I mean that is that we we send all our cores in, um, and if any of them come back greater than a gram, they go back in the in the mix again. This is why people are kind of confused as to why. Sometimes it seems like it's taking an awfully long time to get results back when, uh, you know, rumors on the Internet are that uh, Eastern now has a two to three week turnaround. Well, yeah, that's for regular assays, right? That's for regular assays. If you What's want, a regular assay? Just describe a regular assay for well, me. Well, basically, it's it's a 30 gram fire assay. And, uh, and you know, the, the results are what they are. And most people, most people are satisfied with that number. But because we're in a nuggety gold system... Any assay that we get greater than a gram has the potential to have a heck of a lot more gold in it. So all of our samples that come back greater than one gram per ton automatically get put into queue again for what's called metallic screen assaying. And basically what happens then is the entire sample gets pulverized and screened and any metallics get put off to one side and the fines get put on the other side. Then they do two more assays Based on that, they do an assay of the coarse fraction and they do an assay of the fine fraction. And then what happens, your final assay is a is a is a blended number of interesting of the two. Of the two. Basically it's a weighted average. Okay. So on the drilling side of things then, without assays, you're saying it's it's sub two hundred million, is that where two hundred bucks uh per meter? Is that what you're yeah. going with? Yeah, give or take, a couple of dollars. Okay. Yeah. So there, depending on how far you get down and what's happening, if, if the price of fuel seems to be coming off a bit, which is a blessed relief. Um, okay, and then the assay bits, so depending on what type of core you're getting or what you're seeing, it would be, well, it sounds like a, quite a big range of of cost on top of that. Yeah, because, wow. I mean, okay. just a regular fire assay is about 35 bucks Canadian. And depending on right. the size of the actual sample, when you when that goes, if you do a metallics on that, it can triple or quadruple uh, the cost because of the extra labor that's involved. Plus, you're doing two assays instead of just one. So that's that's the added time. And depending on how many samples are being done, if we're not the only one doing metallics, 
um, you know, we, we can't expect to be first in line all the time. <laughs> I, I know we're a good customer or client of Eastern, but, you know, we're not their only one. So, uh, yeah, no, but no, that's really interesting. That's really interesting because it, it just allows us to understand when you when you talk about meters, we can get a sense of what, you know, what the burn rate is because, you know, you, you guys report when you need to. So you're feeling OK, so you're feeling OK about money and you feel you can raise money by the, by the sounds of it as well. Yeah. OK. Um, you know, um, we're looking at probably a five to six million dollar program for, for Golden Hope for next year that's mm. jointly funded. So that's you know, two and a half to three million, you know, uh, each for us in Benton. Mm. Um, I think obviously we've got to start moving fleur de lis up to the next level. So I'm thinking uh, a, a larger budget for next year. It could include some drilling um, uh, depending on how things time out. Uh, so a million there. And I'm, I'm looking at, uh, you know, uh, you know, we're probably close to 80,000 meters now through our 100,000 meter program, Matthew. Um, but that's just that's just a number. We're not stopping at 100,000 meters and the job is done. We're, we're going to keep going. So we're on then to the next 100,000 meters. Um, and obviously, we're not going to raise money for a 100,000 meter program all at once. We're basically going to move. We're going to move this thing along. I'm looking at maybe. Uh, you know, a five million to six million dollar budget alone for Moosehead. So we're looking at you know total commitments next year, ten to twelve million for Sacramento. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I guess because again, one of the questions sent in, and by the way, some amazing questions sent in by um, some of your shareholders. Um, some pretty smart questions uh, indeed. Um, one is, you know, I think you've just answered it. It's like what happens after the hundred thousand drill program is finished. Well, there's another hundred thousand drill program. Yeah, we can't stop. It's not I mean, a question of yeah. I mean, we, it's not a question of moving to forty three one hundred one or economic studies. That's not the type of company you are. No, no, not not yet. It's, it's way too early. Uh, um, and and you know, I don't think we need one yet. I mean, <laughs> why put one out when? If you're going to drill another hundred thousand meters, it's only going to be at a date as soon as you publish it. Uh, um, you know, people say, "Well, when are you going to do one?" I said, "When? I, I guess when we stop hitting mineralization, I suppose. Uh, you know, because then we know we've come to the end, and uh, now it's time to see what we got." Uh, well, you know, Newfound. I mean, they're what two hundred eighty thousand meters into their program now. No, no, forty-three, one hundred and one coming from that side of the hill yet. So, <laughs> and and I'm trying to do, trying to do a great bear and, and to work there. And here we are with you know a hundred thousand meters in total ourselves. So I mean, you know, when is the right time for us to do it? Like I said, when we stop getting gold. And I don't want that to happen. It <laughs> doesn't mean we'll never do one, but you know what I'm saying, like. Uh, we're still only down really to 300 meters. Well, it's, it's, it's like kind of, it's kind of the Great Bear model is like, you know, we'll create the data and, and whoever's going to come and buy this thing will then come in and do their own modeling. Don't yes. need you to do that yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll see where, where Newfound Gold um, end up in terms of their strategy. So that, that, that that's all good. Well, look, look Tim, we better call it a day there. Um, you've got stuff to get on with. It, uh, I've taken up enough of your time. No, Lovely not to at see all. you. I enjoy our chat. Uh, you know, you really get to the crux of the matter, uh, so to speak. Uh, hey. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you that one dollar bill later. Okay. <laughs> no, you might yeah, need it to patch up that leak you got there. <laughs> you can't be. You can't be telling people I've got a leaky house. 
Uh, I do. I do too. I do too. So that makes two of us. Similar problems. Look, Tim, I'm going to love you, leave you. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, really appreciate the update. We'll see you, see you in the new year. Anytime, Matthew. Love it. Thank you very much.